we're going to do another experiment. I think you've got some of these, and I've got some. So if someone wants to hand these out as well, because I think we need a few more. Yeah, go for it. Those are good ones that... Because uh, they're all good. They're all good. <laughs> you, you won't be in the wrong group. <laughs> it's powerful, isn't it? Isn't it powerful? Oh, yeah. Have I got the best one or the worst one? So, we are, you know, I'm just underlining that we're not discounting the importance of what others say you are. That's the game. That's the real life game. It's not just, you know, it's the only game in town, so it's very real, you could say. But we are just also looking for ourselves at what we are and seeing if it's different from what they tell us we are. And it, it is likely to be because they're 10 feet away from where you are, so they're going to see something different from what you see of you. So it really makes sense. So now you hold the card out and look in the mirror. And... Um, they were right. What? They said they were right. I finally know that they got the color right. <laughs> I now, didn't know for sure until I looked. Yes. But you've got a very special mirror that tells the wrong color. <laughs> you see, you, you, see, you just trusted the mirror. You're right. Yes. All right. So now look, and if you can see your arm extending from, you know, your body's headless from your point of view, and your arm comes out the void here, and at the far end you're holding the the mirror there. Uh, so which end of your arm is your face? The near end or the far end? <laughs> Which is it? So? The far end, right? Now that is not uh, socially known, is it? You would say, of course it's the near end and that's, not, that's a reflection of what I can't see here. But on present evidence, the only face I can see is at the far end of my arm. And my arm here disappears into headless space. And my mirror is showing me what I look like at arm's length. Now bring the mirror about halfway towards you and that's what you look like at half that distance. And still notice you've no face at the near end of your arm. Now bring it right up to one eye, if you like, uh, very close, and you'll see a big blur. That's what you look like at that range. And bring it right up and it, you just get a, you know, complete blur. And then take it back to arm's length. Okay, so just relax your arm. You know. So your mirror is helping you see what others see when they look at you. It's showing you what your face looks like. You can't see it, but they can. You hold your mirror out at that distance and it shows you what you look like. And if you move it closer, it shows you something similar to what they would see if they move up towards you. Now, if you had a big mirror and you held it on the other side, other side of the room here, you'd see your whole body, right? That's what I see from this distance. I have to stay this far away from you to see your whole body. That's where it manifests. You take a big mirror. Now, if I held this, uh, a huge, imagine a huge mirror up in the sky, 20,000 feet, and you looked in it, what would you see? Earth. Uh, 20,000 feet, you'd see Detroit, I think. Right? Just, the, just that distance. Like a helicopter would see or something. I don't know. Or a plane. Right? A low light. So that's showing you 
what you are at that range. The mirror and the cameras are verifying that what you are changes the range. If you had a big mirror on the moon, huge one, and you looked in it, what would you see? The Earth. The Earth. That's your planetary face. This is your human face. Mm -hmm. Right? It's true. I, I have a planetary face at that range, and I have a human face at this range. I have an urban face at 20,000 feet. See, I have a so a stellar face, a, you know, a star, uh, you know, two light years or something. And what we are, you see, and the mirror is confirming this. The mirror doesn't lie. It's saying, I'm showing you where your face is. But what happens is, if you look in the mirror again, and imagine you're an infant, and your parents tell you that face there is what you are at center. Now you can't see it, but what we want you to do is imagine reaching into the face, getting get into the mirror, get hold of the face, pull it out towards you, flip it the other way around because it's facing the wrong way, <laughs> make it bigger because it's only about an inch and a half across, right? and put it on at zero. Now you, you only do that in imagination, right? So I reach in and I imagine getting the face, pulling it out, flipping it the other way around, making it and putting it on. We call it the face game. And infancy and childhood is learning to put that face on. And then go around acting as if you've done it. Now you say, if you look in the mirror, again, and be aware of the sensation of your mouth. Now, okay, put the mirror down and just be aware of the sensation of your mouth. Now, on present evidence, can you tell what color that is? No. Can you say how wide it is? No. no. Right? It's a sensation floating in space, right? So to speak. All right. Okay. See, that's the original experience. So you can't see it. So it's a, in fact, your whole head, you know, right now, the sensation of your head. How big is it? <laughs> All right. Now you look in the mirror, you see, and look at your mouth. And you can see your mouth, and it's a small thing, and you see the shape and color. And you experience the sensation here, which has no shape or color, and the image there, which has no sensation. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. So what your parents, in effect, tell you to do is you've got to marry that image there to the sensation here. And you, you with me? Mm -hmm. So now, you see, when you pay attention to the sensation, you can imagine what it looks like. And you imagine it so well, it's almost as if you see it. You act as if you can see it. Do you see what I mean? Or now the forehead. You can't see the sensation. You know, you've got a sensation in your forehead. You can't see it. But you've looked in the mirror enough times to know what it looks like. And you act as if you've got the image here as well as the sensation. You see? And therefore, when you look at someone else and you see their forehead, you imagine they must have the sensation there. This is empathy. This is, uh, this is the, uh, where empathy comes from. See? If I imagine a face on my consciousness here, you see, then I must imagine a consciousness behind that face. Mm -hmm. Now you've got that going. You operate as if that's true, you see, as if you're 
uh, your, your, all these sensations are in your head and that's your back and you see and this is that's you've joined the game you're playing the game that's great you see you've got that going that's brilliant but now you go on to the next stage and take a look and see that sensation is floating in nothing The sensation you call your face is not actually in a form. How, how big is it? Now this enables you to play the game better because it's like being invisible, right? Now this free, it begins to free you to, to really function in, in the game. So, the first stage is the headless baby, not aware, you don't identify with the one in the mirror. The second stage is the, in, the child who is still basically headless but learning to put this one on. So it's a blessed state because you're not divorced from being the big one but you're becoming aware of the little one. So you play, you know, you pretend to be uh, a train or something, you're, 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 it's a great game. Right? It's brilliant. Well, you know, kids want to join in. You know, oh, I'm not going to play. You know, yeah, I want to do it, I want to do it. We, we're so enthusiastic to join in because we can see it's a great game. <laughs> yes. So no holding us back. Is it a game or is it a trap? Does a kid have any choice? No they choice. They play this, right? Yes. Yes, that's right. Yes. Shades of the prison house around the growing child, you see. Hmm. The, child, the original child is free, but gradually enclosed in this box, you see. So by the time we're an adult, in stage three, this is, represents who we are, this one. And this one is nonsense, rubbish, of course, I've got a head, I just can't see it. No, I'm not boundless, no, I'm not empty, I'm solid, I'm a thing, I was born, I'll die, this is who I am. Game over, or, you know, game set. <laughs> now, that, as well as being mature, and uh, you've, you've been dealt your cards and you're going to play them as well as you can, all right, here we go, is also feels like a trap. Because you're this one and no one else, and you're separate, and you're born and you're going to die, and you're alone, right? And insecure. Vulnerable? People say, you know, I, I don't get it. I just feel anxious all the time. I said, you're a human being, you're vulnerable. It's completely appropriate to feel anxious. If you don't feel anxious, in a way, you're, you're, you're in a dream, you know? <laughs> I mean, if you like, you know, the older you get, the more you realize any day you can go. You know, now, if that doesn't make you anxious in some way or another, right? <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. So the third stage uh, is is that. Now, during the experiment, you wake up to your true nature. It's always been there, and you're both. You see. Mm. So now you're vulnerable as this one, but safe as this one. You're un dependable, dependent on others in this one, dependent on no one is this one. This is a Beautiful combination. You live from this security into this adventure where nothing is sure. See? Where all is up for grabs. This one is achieved. This is safe. This is secure. This never changes. Always full of something. 
But what it's full of. Yeah. I, I'm just so shocked how um, how automatic, you know, in the in the adult stage, in the third stage. You know, I know it's now I know it's imagination that we're putting on our face, but it's so automatic. It doesn't even feel like imagination. No, that's right. It's just it's so deep. It's yeah. so conditioned. Yes, and there's nothing wrong with that, you see. Yeah. Because you see, you're the one. But in entering into the game so fully you forget it's a game. Yeah. Right? You're the one who has forgotten it's the one and become a person, in effect. You haven't really, because this is always there. But in effect, you act profoundly as if you're the one in the mirror. Now this is brilliant, because then when you wake up to who you are, you are aware, you still identify with the one in the mirror, like you're saying. So now you realize this is not a mistake. This is the one in disguise as a person, right? Hmm. And this is brilliant. This is brilliant. You see, I am well aware I'm Richard. I identify profoundly with Richard, you see. And I accept that is really what the, you know, is brilliant. Because now I see that behind Richard, at the heart of Richard, is the one. What a resource. So you have both, you see. And then you recognize everyone else is in the same blessed condition. It's, you know, the, I was just thinking that, you know, the experiment certainly cut through that. It just, you almost switched that there was like a light switch you could just flip on and off and like go back yeah. to that stage. And... Yes, but the fact is there isn't. And this is good. You see, my philosophy is that the way things are actually given is brilliant. I think, yeah, but it, it really, it'd be better if it was always on. But it's not. So let us see what blessings there are in it not being. Because I, I, I say that there's something very deep and beautiful about that. And this rhythm between remembering and forgetting means that every time you, know, every time you forget, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, remember. you're going to remember. And it's the joy of remembering, isn't it? Forgetting is remembering. Yes, you see, you, you, who are, you, know, you don't know your own country uh, so well until you've been away from it and come back to it and see it with fresh eyes. And you don't know who you really are so well until you've forgotten about it and then come back to it, you see. And that happens not just once in a lifetime, but every day, if not every hour or minute. So there's a great blessing in that. All right. So, uh, let us again, let's take in, uh, no, now uh, hold out the card, you'll see. So, you look in the mirror and that, uh, your card is showing you what you look like. Now, you look at the hole in the card, and this is going to bring your attention back to returning home, to remembering. Alright, so you'll see the little hole with the objects in it, a roundish hole. Now, slowly bring it towards you. And notice how it gets bigger. There's more of the room in it. And it's coming up to you. And bring it closer and closer. The top and bottom disappear, probably. And the, wide, the sides get wider. Or it gets right, And then you put it right on. And the edge of the hole is gone. And this has drawn your attention all the way home to where you have no boundary. Let's do that again. Because attention moves with the card from two feet away to zero. So you're bringing your attention back home to zero. 
And there's the little hole with a boundary and only a little bit of the world in it. Now, as you bring it towards you, it includes more and more. And you keep going and your attention comes back. And then there's this sort of magical moment when the edges disappear and it's just so obvious. It's wide, wider than the world, absolutely clear. Now you look at everyone else and they look really silly. <laughs> but do you look silly? No, you don't. <laughs> if you do not look silly, put up your hand. <laughs> you look really silly. <laughs> Got something stuck on your forehead. <laughs> That's right. So this is a game changer, right? This is opening up the next phase of the game. This is not closing down the game. This is providing you with more tools for playing the game even better. You see. The more I'm in myself, the more I'm in the world. Yes, that's right. Seems weird. Yes. And I want to return to myself and all that's left is the world. Yes, that's right. Where am I? What's my true self? The well, you see, okay. But I thought the world was this thing, or is it the world different? Well, I'll, I'll, we're going to break it half past, so there's, some, there's one or two things I want to do. But let me just say something about this. I mean, there's a huge amount to explore in all of this. You know, it's not a little thing, it's a game changer, it's a life changer. But when we grow up, we learn a language. And the language is based on, I see you. I am here, you are there. I am not you, right? I am in the world. I am in this room. I came from London, you see. Uh, I am face to face with you. This is the language, I am separate from you. That is based on what other people see us to be, right? You see, someone looks at me and Sunim and you see two heads. And so I say, I am here and you are there. The language is based on the perspective of others, objective. I see you. I am a thing like you are a thing. Now when you wake up to not being a thing, actually you need another language. I am not in this room. This room is in me. I did not come from London to Detroit. I've gone nowhere and Detroit has arrived in me. <laughs> I am not face to face with you. I'm face to no face. I am you. Now, uh, when you are a child and your parents are from different countries, you might grow up, you know, learning English and French. And you start the sentence in English and you end it in French. And no one bats an eyelid. Right? Because everyone understands. See? So now we are developing a second language. You see? So I start the sentence by saying, you know, it's very nice to come here uh, and be room for all of you. <laughs> Do you see? I started with the third person objective language, I, and end the sentence with the subjective I, right? The self. And we all understand that. Once you've got the experience, you can follow the conversation. You see? So we, it's a developing a new language.
All right, so now I uh, want someone to collect these cards in. And then we're going to stand up and just move the cushions aside. So we've got space in the middle again. <laughs>